How many cats you have? I have four. I got dog. one. I have four and, cats and a, a dog? dog. Okay, a little happy family there. I'm a mother of five. <laughs> what well, are their names? We have Frankenstein, Wednesday, Gomez, Morticia, and Belle. That is awesome. I love the theme. Oh, yes. I'm slightly obsessed <laughs> with the Adams family. I'm willing to bet that one of the cats is like an alpha cat and rules the roost between all five of those. Oh, absolutely. And that would be Morticia. And she is only eight pounds. Yeah. She's the smallest cat. My biggest cat is 22 pounds because he's a Mancoon mix. Yeah. His name's Wednesday. He's Wednesday. <laughs> no, I just don't want an albino Burmese python fully grown. Just that might bite me. That is not a pet to me. You know, those can strangle you too. Yeah. Oh, he's good. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> I've never been to Vegas. Oh, it's- you should go. That is fun. Mm-hmm. One day, maybe. It's I got- love to travel. I've just never, never made it to Vegas. George, who owned a wrestling school, one of his guys like hurt his shoulder, and he just couldn't do it anymore. Uh-oh. But he had to do something, so he became an Elvis impersonator. But he really got into it to where he learned how to tailor and build the suits. So he gets all these old photos, and he says, I'm going to build that thing. And it comes out looking just like it. He's, re- he's What he really needs to do is just be a tailor, and that's it. But That's a talent. That's a true talent. But he's still trying to do the impersonation. Now, his voice is pretty good. He just doesn't look like Elvis. <laughs> uh, I really a big part yeah. you know it's like okay it goes hand in hand he may be facebook friends with us todd i'm not sure oh boy if he is i'm gonna tag him <laughs> i mean i like what he's doing but i love the costumes because the art is it's to me the way he can replicate those is next level austin Probably. butler i thought did a great job yeah he's adorable <laughs> his little cheeks yeah. Prostitution is illegal in Clark County, which is where Las Vegas is, but it's not illegal in the state. Yeah, they, they want to keep a certain image from what I'm told. And uh, me being an inquiring mind, the Lyris brothel from the Vegas Strip is 43 miles north. <laughs> but, so uh, he's been told. So I've been told, thanks to Google Maps. You About go- how long does it take to drive that? I mean, is it... I mean, it, I have no idea, sir. <laughs> Moving on. This is not a family-friendly show. No, nah, we've established that. It, We're way past that. Yeah, it can be, but I wouldn't want to walk on eggshells. But if yeah. someone's going to come in, like, the preacher, we're going to have a clean episode. That's cool. We'll that's do fair. it. You ask Check me, like, talk, can you make it through an episode? No. <laughs> that's the same thing with the county council stuff. I told them, look, we'll stick to the point. And yep. I believe we could. Mm-hmm. Time and we'll. place for everything. What if it was a female? Uh, I think it was a boy. What do you do? I think with originally it? they thought it was a girl. Yeah, but it was—I believe it was a boy. I could be getting those switched. Who wound up checking? What do you mean to see if it was a boy or girl? Maybe the owner. How do you determine that on a snake? There you go. Oh my god! Bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, that's what she said. Ah, it's good. It's got some girth. That's most important. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Mm-hmm. It made me very happy. That's a conversational piece. That's, That's really what my cool. mom would call a conversational yes. piece. Yes. If yeah. I had people over, maybe I would have conversation, but I don't have people over to my house. I start a lot of statements this way, but I was dating someone that had a bunch of pet snakes come to find out. And once mm-hmm. I found that out, I just couldn't really like 
Mm-hmm. be cool in the house i dated a dude who had a snake as well he would get her out and she would just kind of crawl all over me a safe snake that safe is, snake. Yeah. sounds like i have a friend who got into collecting snakes and he had a couple of uh, bino burmese pythons and those things are ornery mm-hmm. but he would take them out like they're just you know like your snake mm-hmm. safe snake and i'm like oh she bites sometimes but it just you know <laughs> she let go and i'm like no no, no, no. Yeah, that's a deal breaker <laughs> that's a deal breaker <laughs> I did some work on him uh, one time, okay, in, in the daughter's <laughs> office. Where are we going with this conversation? Yeah, let's go yeah. back to these taxi cab confessions. <laughs> this is the confession segment with Robin Todd. Do you have extra large, tall? I don't have tall. I carry small to 3X. Okay, so I've got a long torso, and that's always my issue. Is my, me too. My, it's, my tailor always says that I have a tailor. Oh, boy. Yeah, I do sound rich. <laughs> but he's just like, oh, you have a long torso. I'm like, mm. fuck you. What does that mean? Yeah. Regular clothes are not made for taller people. Mm. Yeah. That's why the big and tall store exists. Yeah. Uh, my mama said I'm a mom. Yeah. I identify as domesticated feral cats. <laughs> <laughs> if we got you on your back like this and we do that, will you land on your feet or whatever? Oh, I can like scratch with my claws. Oh, there That's you go. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a biter. I cannot confirm nor deny that. All right. <laughs> That's a confirmation, everybody. <laughs> My cat, I used to give her a bath because it was better if mm-hmm. I did. And she didn't like it, but she tolerated yeah. it. But when she was <laughs> wet, her front was super skinny mm-hmm. and her haunches were just beefy, right? Aww. She could jump from the floor to the top of the refrigerator mm-hmm. on wow. a run. And then I lived in an apartment with a vaulted ceiling. Cabinets went way up, higher than you could ever store a pot or pan or anything like that. She would go from floor to the fridge to the top of that. <laughs> That's my Frankie. Yeah. He's my wild child, and that's what this tattoo is for, actually, for Frankenstein. Oh. But what I never understood was you'd come in, she'd be napping up at the top, mm-hmm. and groggy, kind of just waking mm-hmm. up, jump off the top into the floor and yeah. not, not hurt herself because yeah. she wanted to come greet you. Yep. This is like 14 feet, yep. maybe 15 yeah. feet. Cats kind of blow my mind, dude. They really mm-hmm. do. It's a great episode. Check it out on our uh, <laughs> Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Oh, my God. I had a producer linked up with Justin Bieber before he blew up because I could tell he was going to. <laughs> and then he brushed it off. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was about to say, like, oh, this kid's going to be big, but not with me. Yeah. By the way, oh, no. Justin Bieber supposedly was discovered on YouTube. That is total and complete bullshit. Everything he had on YouTube originally was horse. It was underproduced, like really bad. The, about the worst. Not very knowledgeable on the beebs. But his mom was taking <laughs> him around radio station to radio station, like in her car, and trying to get him on. And a lot of them were letting him on the morning show. So at the time, he was nine years old or something. What could, a great way to exploit your kid. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And he could play the guitar real well. well Childhood he, trauma. I wonder what that will do in years' time. <laughs> she got him on. And that's how I learned about him. But then when I looked him up, all his stuff was terrible. And I said, well, I know some producers that are pretty good. And if you look it up, supposedly he was discovered on YouTube. That was just a cute story that they came up with after the fact. (laughs) 
So you can get discovered on YouTube. Interweb can be good for some things. It can be. Mm-hmm. It can be. There's no rhyme or reason to what goes viral or not, though. We have found that out. Because we put up some grade-A shit. It takes the right person sharing it, and then it can blow up. And watch it be something stupid. Like, oh, Todd sneezed. Oh, that's the sneezed heard around the world. And now everyone else discovered this, and now it's huge. Sneeze famous. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm probably going to cut this. Well, I'll leave the sneeze heard around the world, though. You can bet your tail I'm going to leave that All right. I will bet my tail. I had the best recliner in the world. I won it bidding because someone was moving and they ran out of room in their moving truck. So they were bidding between their friends because everybody knew it was the best recliner. Was it like storage wars and stuff? Like you do the yep? Yes, it was just. <laughs> <laughs> do I hear 200? 200? Yep. I was like, oh, that's Robert in the just back. Put your hand up. Just, yep, your little, yep. little thing with the number on it. Yep, right here. 28. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I want to bid on storage lockers, but there's a website for it, and when I look, it's nothing good on there. You know, one time my parents got an old storage locker. My mom's into junk. Just. That's all I'm going to say about that for now. Anyway, I found what looked like to be a human skull. Nice. me out. But I was like, is this real? Is this fake? Where do I go to get this appraised or looked at or, you know, studied? I never followed through Certified. with it. Yeah, there you go. You know, I was you a kid at the time. It. I am willing to bet, yeah, she's also a pack rat, too. She but, likes junk and she's a pack rat. Like, maybe a little bit of a hoarding issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Not in the house. Mm-hmm. I think there's a snake crawling through that skull through the eyes and stuff because those two storage sheds that you're talking about, is that yeah. where it's at? Yep. Those things are huge, but they look snaky to me. No one goes in them, which is why it's like, why do we why still do you have, have the stuff? It gives me anxiety thinking yeah. about like a ton of stuff. Of just stuff. Yeah. If I ever find the skull, it's yours, though, because I have yes. no use for it. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> a buddy of mine sent off to get his blood check for Indian blood and he had some. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> when in Las Vegas there is a dispensary built on a Indian reservation from what I I'm told. I fully support that. Okay, this from is what you're told or from what you experienced? What I experienced. First off, I love the dispensaries, but the majority on the strip and off the strip, um, you can't smoke there. You know, it's just you go in, you buy what you want, and it's kind of like buying porn. Did you buy so some porn? here, but you can't enjoy well, this here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they told me. You can go out on the street and enjoy it until you get to the strip. Then you can't enjoy it. You're not supposed to bring it in the casinos. People bring it in the casinos. And those guys that are walking up and down the strip, like handing out mm-hmm. cards, police just kind of turn a blind eye. Is that where but Bunny Ranch is? I think it's in Perrant, which is outside of town, where it's legal, obviously. Yeah. But people may not know, but in Vegas, it actually is illegal. They just kind of turn a blind eye as long as you're not walking the strip. Going back to this dispensary here on the Indian Reservation, because it's a sovereign nation, they allow you to smoke there. And it is the best. You know, they have the nice glass shells where you can look at all the buds, all the pipes. And they have this lounge area with a faux waterfall that's so beautiful and tranquil. Mm. They play 90s hits, thank God, because that's the decade (laughs) I grew up in. Buy what you want. Eat what you want. They got candies, snacks, munchies, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and you have a concierge. Sounds like my kind of place. Yeah, the dude comes by. Can I get you anything, sir? Can I relight? 
Yeah, this is great. We've really wasted like two hours in there over a blunt. <laughs> over a $10 blunt. Well, you painted it in a pretty good light. It is awesome. And of course, when you walk out, you go right through the merch stand. It's like, oh, I got to get something. It's a new woo. Depending on when you win, it might be old woo now. Yeah, it's they awesome woo. another one. New woo. So make sure you guys tag them when you post this. Yes, that would be awesome. We should do that. I want to go back now. Honestly, after we get the venue crisis behind us, mm-hmm. let's try and legalize it. $88 million of tax revenue came in from bars, venues, establishments of that nature from last year for just South Carolina. So I think about the tax revenue that yeah. we could get like all the freaking roads fixed. Yeah, and on top of that, uh, think of like how much tax revenue, like oh, $10 blunts, $13 at the register. Ah, I'm okay with that. What else would I be that nonchalant with at 30%? Exactly. You know? I feel like when it comes to politics, you got lawyers and businessmen. Where's the rest of life supposed to be represented there? Where the, God forbid I say it, a teacher or something. Why is that not a popular thing within politics? They are voted in, so maybe more teachers and other professions need to run for Senate and House representatives. Yeah, I can only imagine, though, going against someone like Lindsey Graham. Like, you better have deep pockets. Right. I don't think lawyers should be even a part of it because I think there should lawyers be. making laws, and that's just not fair. Yeah, there should be a really bigger issue here. There should be a cap of how much you can spend in campaign money. If the presidential oh, yes. the presidential office, you got to spend like $500 million to get elected, you probably aren't a good candidate. And there should be term links also, not just you can stay in office yeah. as many times you're voted in. In, yeah, and die in office. Yeah, Strom mm-hmm. Thurmond was looking like weekend at Bernie's. It was oh. embarrassing when he was a representative. Was, I would agree with that statement. Yeah, I mean, he had two guys next to him. I'm just mm-hmm. like, seriously, which one talks? Get some fresh blood, fresh eyes in there, <laughs> new thought process, get rid of this outdated good old boys club. Yeah. Obamacare, I like how they waived the pre-existing condition thing. Which should be obvious. Like, seriously, cancer, that's when you need insurance the most. Yep. Agreed. I'm a fan of nationalized health care, except for one thing. They would screw it up somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, with the track record, I don't see how they could. So they're putting a guardrail on this road, but they're not widening the road, which is exactly what it needs. There's so many cars going up and down. I guarantee yeah. when you pull out, you'll have to wait because someone will be passing you. <laughs> and it, it's just a back road that was never designed for the traffic it's getting. That's part of the county council thing that's going on mm-hmm. is the infrastructure's not there. And I think it's like, oh, well, we'll be cutesy and put a guardrail up. Well, be realistic and widen the road by like right. three feet at least because... Is that going to solve the issue or is it going to put a Band-Aid and then down the road is going to be even more of an issue? Well, no one's ever gone off the road, but people have had wrecks. It's like a curvy road, narrow, and people are flying down it. But no one winds up in the trees. That's a so, good thing. So why, <laughs> But why do you need a guardrail? I just... I don't know. That's, that's all I know. That's, 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 that's developing because it's new today. The crew was out marking it today. Yeah, I, I was about to say, it's just something that makes people who don't even look at the issue feel good and fuzzy mm-hmm. like they actually did something. Mm-hmm. They voted to put a couple cents on the gas tax, and then the roads didn't change, and I figured that would happen. It's always misappropriation of funds. Yeah, someone's lining their pockets. And notice what? When- <laughs> We're on to you, whoever you are. 
Bill, my brother. Mm-hmm. Well, he taught were, me in high school. Fun yeah. fact. <laughs> was he good? Because students generally have a positive, like, be honest. I don't, I don't rem- remember a whole lot. Um, I remember he was a teacher. Do you think you had a class with him or just were in the same high school? I think he taught me. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember which subject it was. I'd probably be a PE teacher. Just, just give me a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Statham? Yeah, they would say Jason Statham or Channing Tatum. But you said yeah. them together like they're dating. I like that <laughs> better. <laughs> it's a relationship name. But yeah, I don't get that anymore. I get Angelina Jolie. Oh, yes! The mm-hmm. lips. I paid for mine. You can pay for yours, too. These are, I'd like to thank my black ancestors for mine <laughs> and my mom for inadvertently finding out I have black ancestors. Do you have a card that shows that that's official or something? Honestly, no, but should I? I feel like that could get me out of sticky situations. Get your ancestry DNA done. I also have a bunch of hillbillies in my family, too, so I'm thinking, oh, I got both sides of the. You need a card for that, too, for sure. Yeah. You're good to go. Only in America could a concept like Breaking Bad be feasible. Dang, y'all know about Breaking Bad. Oh, I See, fucking I, love Breaking Bad. Ble- ble- <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy out of Texas used to watch the heck out of it. He would wake me up doing it because he worked at bars, so he'd get off at 3 a.m. and stuff like that. And I'd be sleeping, and I'd hear that sub on the TV going over Breaking Bad. <laughs> Science, bitch! <laughs> When I worked at Ingalls, Bob Ingalls came in there, the founder. He looked, he might have been 100 years old. He looked absolutely like a walking corpse. I've never seen anything. <laughs> he was so pale. It was like the palest person ever. I don't know. I wish y'all could have seen it. You know? I'm glad I didn't see it. Yeah. It's left an impression. I thought it does. It's like meeting Michael Jackson when he was alive for the first time. Like, wow, you are so white. Yeah. I'd pass on that also. <laughs> He took advantage of the loopholes so his company wouldn't have to pay insurance for employees. That's just shitty, oh, by the way. They work oh for man. you. Come, Come on, on, Dick. Especially something of that nature and that vast of a company. Have yeah. insurance, man. And don't make a political stand like no. that. Say your opinion, but take care of your employees. I agree. I didn't realize it was so hard to be a tailor. I would suck at it. It's not my strong suit. Like, yeah. I need to hire that I, I would provide an interesting challenge for most tailors, I would imagine. But yours got you figured out. I don't think you have one. I'm going to be honest. Does he know you? I mean, he knows of me. I'm a customer there. He knows your inseam. Like, a bartender, a good bartender knows your favorite drink if you're a regular. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, they know my credit card very oh, well. Young dreaded pimp, yeah, I got the drink. My mama said I'm a mother. When they kicked the founder of Men's Warehouse out, did that chap you at all? I didn't even know about that, man. The guy that used to say, you're going to like the way you look. <laughs> I can't even get it. They booted him? Yeah, you're going to like the way you look. Honestly, my tailor could just walk up behind me and just say that you're going to like the way you look. Like, that's good enough for me. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it, Todd. 
his name, but he's gone through a divorce. And I've never seen someone as sick of a puppy as he was and just could not function. She was already seeing someone new. He knew that. He thought, she just needs a little time to think it over. Oh, he so, needs to be like shaken back to reality. He was going to pay for her a new apartment while she worked things out. Bless his heart. So I hatched a plan to get him laid that night. Um, <laughs> my ex at the time, I got her on board. I was like, this is really important. Where's the story and, going? <laughs> Stay with me, Your Honor. This will all make sense by the end. Just follow me down this rabbit hole. Well, it actually worked. It was with a Cherokee Indian on the reservation, and he wound up deep into the reservation. I was really worried. And she took she, him there. He she, did. He didn't drive, so I was worried what they were going to do to him. She uh, asked me if I wanted to do it in her mud hut. It was a little <laughs> mud hut. I, apparently, there was some communication lost in translation. got Ashton today with us. Hello. She's a big supporter to a certain cause, trying to get that message out. It's the South Carolina Venue Crisis. If you guys have not heard about it already, make sure you go to our Facebook, type in the South Carolina Venue Crisis, and it will come up. There's a page in a group. Tons of information, and you can look on my personal page, Ashton Reed, or the Rocker Bells page as well. We have the link tree in all of the posts as they break down to the petition you can sign, find out more information, and the overall issue was at hand. It stems from a law that was passed in 2017. Yes, Bill 116. But it's just now coming to a head. Places are starting to close. And a lot of those are familiar places to me because a lot of my buddies are in bands. Places where they played that are closing down. Smiley's was the latest one that I've seen that was like a staple in Greenville, you know? And that was kind of shocking because I thought they'd be Ahead of the game. They'd have enough of a stronghold that they could kind of ride the wave out, right? There was multiple reasons that they decided to close. But to our knowledge, we've been told that the insurance increase was part of it. Yeah, I'm sure. Not the sole factor, but it was a part of it. I'm sure like, you know, finding staff and just the after effects of COVID. A few years ago when you're paying five to six grand a year for your liquor liability, but then it jumps to... 50 to 100 grand is what most places are being quoted now. Small businesses simply cannot afford, and that's just liquor liability. That's not general insurance, that's not rent, anything. So lawyers have caused, in my estimation, a lot of problems. They sue everybody. But in South Carolina, there's no cap. To me, it should be capped at 500,000 or something. Not that a million's super unreasonable for an insurance policy, but if it's going to push the cost of the policy that high, then yes, it is unreasonable. Correct. And we're not even trying to fight the million dollar coverage. It's more of the percentage of fault. So the very first bar or venue, not necessarily a bar, but any venue that's listed in a lawsuit, even if the person went there at noon, had a beer, had lunch, continued their activities for the rest of the day, that one bar that had one beer that had zero true impact on what happened later on that day, 
they can still be held 100% liable and pay out a million dollars. Then the lawyers are getting a massive <laughs> cut of that. You know, that's the incentive. Those poor lawyers. And those type of lawyers, they're like bloodhounds, so they'll go wherever they can find the money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there That's may very unfortunate. the bar may be least liable. Mm-hmm. The person may have got drunk somewhere else. Were they drinking in their car? Did they go to the bathroom and pop some pills? There's so many things that go into it. A bartender can't go to somebody and say, Hi, sir, ma'am, did you take a Xanax in the bathroom? Yeah, they can only judge people, like, obviously, for stumbling over. I was like, okay, he's, he's drunk or whatever. But Correct. yeah. I always thought that was messed up because it seems like the political mentality of South Carolina is a big do-it-yourselfer kind of state. So the bar didn't drive the car into whatever. Correct. (laughs) That's what we're trying to bring awareness to and logic to. If the coverage is so expensive as a result of a bill that was passed, maybe the state needs to step in and offer that insurance at a, a rate that's reasonable. Like, hey, we created this problem. We still want that coverage to be in place, but we're actually going to have a group insurance coverage you can buy into that's just affordable. Yeah, I don't know how that would work on like a state standpoint because it's private insurers that provide the insurance. South Carolina did start off, don't quote me on these numbers, but it's around 23 a few years ago of insurance providers. Now the state only has two that provide this liquor liability. So it's so there's not much competition. Right. Wow. So why don't they just amend the bill? That's a wonderful question. And we actually had a bill created for us called the South Carolina Sarah Venues Act by the rock star representative Stuart Jones. And okay. it's numbered 4529. But unfortunately, the legislative is not back into session until January. They make six figures. They should work as much as I do. Yeah, I said it. I don't know how technically how much they make with being on the legislative committee because that is It's a cushy time. job, it sounds like. Correct. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I sweat every day. A lot of day. it is lawyers making laws. And the gentleman who created Bill 116, he is a trial lawyer. So making laws, putting money in their own pockets. We can all read between the lines, put the puzzle pieces together. But we're hoping that this bill will be passed ASAP or that they can be called in for an emerging session or McMaster's can make an executive decision and make an amendment or put Bill 116 on hold or do something to make sure that more venues do not close. So the new <laughs> bill, Bill 4529 by Stuart Jones, okay. it was submitted mid-June, but it cannot be approved until either McMaster's makes an executive order or when legislative comes back into office in January and it has to go through that entire process. Is there a way to look that up and read it? Yeah. It's on. I'd uh, like it should to be read it. during our link tree, or I can send it to you. That's awesome. Yeah, everything they do like that should be public knowledge. It but is. to be honest with you, I don't even know where to begin to look. I guess I should Google it. So, out of those options, what would happen? I don't see the governor doing anything. I do see a chance of it passing legislation. It'll take a while, though, and there's going to be collateral damage, like Smiley's. I'm hoping that the governor will, because between now and when Leslie was back in office, I can't imagine how many more venues and bars we will lose. There's no question of if but it will because small businesses they simply cannot afford it and they usually have a very small window of oh this is now your bill you were paying twenty thousand last year now you're expected to pay a hundred grand i couldn't pay that in insurance personally todd may be able to oh you know i don't have a bar though so (laughs) but no that's mind-blowing here because i'm just thinking of like uh the radio room is a place that i Mm -hmm. like and you know i don't know what their numbers are but a hundred thousand dollars a year for insurance alone but even if you can't afford it you shouldn't have to pay that much out no this is kind of something i call end stage capitalism where all the money is just at the top 
It's you know, pretty much you're playing the last leg of Monopoly, and Robert's got all the hotels, and I just landed on Boardwalk. Yeah, pretty much. But when you come around to Mediterranean Avenue, man, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of capitalism like what you just talked about. Right. And the franchise and the corporations, they have deeper pockets than small businesses do. They're able to take the hit, but it typically goes back to the consumer anyway. So they're just going to raise prices. They're going to get the money back regardless. This has more of a drastic impact on the true small businesses in other states if someone was to buy that same million dollar policy would it be cheaper have you kind of looked to see what that would be so I, that's okay. somebody else on our team but i can say this the insurance companies want to be here but for every two dollars they're paying out they're only receiving one so it's not profitable for them so if the bill 4529 can be passed and some other things be passed that allows the market to be more profitable and more competitive so they will come back and they'll you know we'll drop back down to these numbers where they were a few years ago those two insurers that are left i mean what if they pull out that's a wonderful question because to have your liquor license you have to carry the insurance you know now i'm thinking about like barley's closed not too long ago you think barley's was affected by this because i was shocked by that i'm not sure about barley's it just seemed like they were doing so well mm-hmm. i don't think todd ever went there <laughs> oh man dude i lived there in my 20s Are you kidding me there's people out there watching this i can verify that uh ham water you're one of them i did go one time pizza was phenomenal but i just love the beer menu mm-hmm. <laughs> god i can't confirm or deny that you know insurance memory not had a impact on them closing but it's possible and if you close due to this issue you probably can't sell your business more than likely, you won't be able to, not saying you can't or that it's impossible, but when someone goes to buy your business, what we've been told is that insurance companies are not even writing new policies. So you cannot open a new business or buy a business from someone because it's a new owner. So you can't even get insurance, which you would not be able to buy the business. So no selling, no new businesses, which could potentially mean empty commercial real estate spots. You could cry and start a GoFundMe. Our GoFundMe, though, thank you for mentioning that because I will totally uh-huh. take that in. The GoFundMe, all the funds, they do not go to the team members or the businesses. It goes to marketing, the websites that we're having built right now, merchandise to bring more awareness. So when I've had multiple ask, you know, oh, what bars are these going to? No, this is just to bring awareness to this issue. And we're going to be creating an association as well because we're not going to stop at this. You're doing a pretty good job because when I looked, I saw you like five different places. Excellent. You're you're all right. You got your your footprint out there. And it's pretty professional because she made me send a appointment request or something through Google. We got a crash course on how to do that. But we're professional rock and rollers. You're organized. Yes. Did it come through the right way? Because it seemed odd on my end. It did not, but that's okay. Yes. All right. (laughs) We we failed the crash course on how to do that. All right. Did it come through at all? It did not. No. All right. Further proof, we're unscripted and real. Download the Google Calendar app and it'll make your life much easier. Mm -hmm. Ah, That just sounds so much simpler. Well, Tribble and I can both thank Sheila Merck for helping both of us get more professional because she's in the corporate world. Him and I are not. She has taught us an immense amount when it comes to the technological side of professionalism. I'm a mechanical genius, but I'm not necessarily technologically advanced. Although I am our tech guy here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just here for shits and giggles. I'm, I'll just be honest with you. I don't do much of anything. I drink water and coffee. Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> By the way, we just got this Valvoline sign. Oh, and it keeps, fancy. it keeps the wall from being whitewashed back there, but we need like five more things back there. Valvoline, a fine motor oil. <laughs>
felt like we should say that. It is sponsored by Vaveline. Yeah. <laughs> really good oil, legitimately. Nice. We would put up one of those SC Venue Crisis logos, but I guess we had to get one somehow. Even a t-shirt. I may have a sticker in my purse. You guys have do hats and stuff? I'm a hat guy. No, but if you get it tattooed on your head, they'll pay you for go. it. You know what? We get the QR code tattooed on your head. I'll do that. I got Are the, you going to do it? I can just see the guitar. Done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Say no more. I know, I know a few tattoo artists, so we can make this happen. I'm 6'2". You'd see me in a crowd. <laughs> it works. We'll take it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Ding, there you go. There you go. Ding. What was your name again? Ashton. I'm Ashton Reed. I'm just curious. So where do you work at and what did you do and how did you find out about this crisis or how did it come so to your table? I own Rocker Bells, which is a clothing store. We are a rock and roll inspired clothing, men's, women's, regular, and plus size. We are located in Piedmont. I was in Greenville for about six years, moved my business to my hometown of Piedmont, which is very, very sentimental for me. Yeah. So we're at 1730 Highway 86, the same shopping center as Odyssey Barbershop, Tony's Pizza, and Buffalo Cornbread. So come see me. Do you have like extra large tall? I don't have tall, but I carry small to 3X. Okay. okay. So I've got a long torso, and that's always my issue. That, me too. My tailor always says that I have a tailor. No oh boy. Yeah, I do sound rich. <laughs> yeah, but he says, up, guys. He is pinkies up. <laughs> but he's just like, oh, you have a long torso. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck you. What does that mean? Yeah. A lot of times, regular clothes are not made for taller people. When I reach for something, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's why the big and tall store exists. Well, you're pretty frugal, Todd. Can you come out cheaper to have things tailored by buying it at Goodwill and getting the 3X and then just having the sides seam down? You know, I've never done that, but that's a great idea. Yeah, because if I'm going to wear clothes, I'd like for them to fit. Would you like me to answer your other question? Why I'm involved in this? Yes, yes, yes. Ken Tribble of Tribble's Born Girl is a very, very, very dear friend of mine. He mentioned that his insurance was going up, and Sheila, Merck, and I, we all worked together with the Upset Music Awards, so we had a wonderful rapport with each other, working-wise, and we are like, this makes zero sense. So we started deep diving more into it, and we saw the big picture, and what the massive impact and trickle-down effect it would have on the entire state. I am very proud to be from here, and I want to make sure that it thrives, and music is my language. In my brain, I go, oh... With all these venues closed, that's going to put a massive stop on local music. We're a massive hub for um, touring artists as well. So this was South Carolina would legit become a dead state. Yeah, and the community that you love and thrive within. Correct. So that was like, absolutely not. I'm a very determined person. And Sheila Merck is a beast of an organizer. Triple and I are very good at making noise. So here we are. Awesome. You can do a lot through perseverance. Yes. How do you do anything, man? Exactly. <laughs> We're going to do whatever we can to make sure this is resolved because small businesses, we can't afford to lose them. I really wanted to get someone on to talk about this because mm-hmm. I care about it too. Mm-hmm. That was a guy. I don't remember his name, and I'm just going to say this. <laughs> He's like, this is an issue I will not be quiet about. Just tell me the place and the time. I'll be there. I'll show up. I'll speak. It's open to anyone, so just let me know. Got in touch with him, commented on his post. It was about this topic? Yes. Yep. I knew you'd bring this up. I was thinking I when I walked in here, like, I'm not going to say anything. Robert's going to bring this up. When he saw my message and let it sit for 24 hours and didn't respond and I had to comment it, I just blocked him. And if it's um, indicate Ken Tribble, Sheila Mercury, like that's our core group. Yeah, this guy has no official role. Okay, then yeah. <laughs> but but he was saying, I am very vocal. Big paragraph, okay. This is one of those see more Facebook posts. So we'd love for everyone to, you know, get the word out, but make sure that if 
if it's a something of this nature, make sure it's one of the four of us or that we have approved somebody. Yeah. We want to make sure that the correct and proper information is getting out. People just jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. I mean, we want people to talk about it, share about it. Please, please, please. That's exactly how we've gotten to where we are now. But make sure that you have the right information. I would have just liked, uh, well, I can't do it. Just tell me no. That's oh, yeah. kind of what all I Communication is key. Being that he fronted so strongly. You know, I have this rule about social media. The longer the post, the more shallow it means. How close were you to telling us no? You're like, nah. No, she listened <laughs> to me and I was like, yep, done. Awesome. This happen. Okay. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care know what bashful means. Here I am. I can do this no problem. 